afternoon. I'm Al Cresta. England will celebrate Bonfire Night, uh, commemorating Guy Fawkes' failed attempt to blow up the House of Lords. Uh, most of us don't know much about Guy Fawkes. Maybe some people know The Mask. Uh, that's appeared in films and online. But there's uh, the truth is, at least here in the United States, uh, even among U.S. Catholics, we don't know much about that story. Uh, with me right now to talk about it and help us uh, educate us a bit, we've got uh, Joanna Bogle, a journalist from the United Kingdom. Her book, Newman's London, is published by Grace Wing Books, and it's my great pleasure to have Joanna back with us. Hi. Thanks for joining hello, us. Hello. Hello. Oh, well, it's great. I'm only too happy to talk. Uh, it's a cold November night here, <laughs> and uh, this is my favorite time of year. So, um, oh, okay. You know, well, yeah. Talk to me. Let's first of all ask... Who was this Guy Fawkes guy? <laughs> right. First of all, you're right. Most people don't know, and certainly most people in Britain don't. They don't know anything at all about it. And I have to say that our great tradition of bonfire night on November the 5th is fading, really. Oh. Um, I'm not very happy about it, although I'll be explaining for Catholics, it's all rather ambivalent. <laughs> I'm not happy because, you know, it's so sad when things fade. Not completely. As I speak, there are pops and bangs all around. People do still set off fireworks at this time of year. Uh, it is still a big thing, and there are fireworks on sale. But it's being eclipsed somewhat by Halloween. And Halloween, which ought to be the eve of all saints or hallows, is, as I don't need to tell you, uh, all trick-or-treat and pumpkins. And here, right. year on year, for the last decade or more, 20 years, We've seen pretend cobwebs draped across shop doorways and pumpkins, which have not been particularly popular in Britain, are now <laughs> ubiquitous. Uh, you cut a, a gaulish face into a pumpkin. And there's a mix of stuff. The children have picked up the American thing of trick or treat. Uh -huh. That's seen as an American thing and very, very fashionable. But there are sort of two sides. There's trick or treat and a smiley face on a pumpkin. And then there's the gaulish thing, yeah. rather horrid, uh, with rather grotesque masks and so on. And these two things combined, uh, along with some much more innocent stuff, but that's a tiny minority. Families like, uh, like my darling nephew and his gorgeous wife, their children dress up as saints, and it's great fun, sure. the eve of all saints, but that's a tiny minority, and they have a lot of fun, I mean, you know, games and fun. Yep. But um, all of that together eclipses Bonfire Night, which when I was a child, which is a long time ago, but it's not actually in the Victorian era, you know, <laughs> uh, it was a very big, so a long time ago, it, it's a very big thing. Two points about it, really. Having said the foregoing, I mean, it's really important to understand that you know, Britain is changing, things do change, and for good or ill, Bonfire Night is being somewhat eclipsed by Halloween. But having said that, two things really. First, bonfires in November are a very, very old thing, <coughs> going back centuries. Uh, partly it's cold and dark, and you have to have a fire, so it's as simple as that. There's a lot to burn off um, in, in a more agrarian age. Uh, it wasn't just the leaves or tidying up your garden. Hmm. There was all the sort of general uh, stuff tidying up at the end of the summer after the harvest and so on. So bonfires. And then there was a religious element. Uh, it, it, the nights get dark. You think of the dead. You light a bonfire to sort of keep the spooks away. There's all of that. And then the church gives us the glorious saints of all saints and all souls. So all through November, as I don't need to tell my fellow Catholics, we pray for the dead. And 
And that removed, or was meant to remove, the old pagan fear of death. Right. In medieval times, you lit a bonfire for All Saints' Day. You had been doing it, if you like, for centuries anyway, but now it had a new significance. Hurrah! Feast of All Saints. And fireworks have a Catholic connotation. Catherine wheels, the Feast of St. Catherine is at this time of year. Huh. Roman candles. So originally, fireworks had the connotation of All Saints, cheery bonfires, get away from the spooks, and it was the real Feast of All Saints. Huh. Now... After the Reformation, you get a sort of, oh, we better not celebrate All Saints thing. Although the Anglican Church, as you know, is, is ambivalent. It has saints, right. it has Mary, but um, it's all more confused and so on. But in general terms, the celebration of All Saints with bonfires was considered a bit Roman, a bit popish. And then, in the reign of James I, uh, there was a hope for Catholic revival. Elizabeth I... Uh, was very cruel to Catholics, as her sister Mary had been very cruel to Protestants, burning several people alive, Cranmer, Latimer, Ridley, mm. and Elizabeth burned, uh, cruelly tortured and uh, killed great heroes, uh, Catholic heroes, uh, Robert Southall, Edmund Campion, and yeah. so on. Yeah. Now, when Elizabeth died, she had no children, and so the throne went to James, James I of England, James the Sixth of Scotland. I'm not going to go into the details, but that's very important. Okay. And there were great hopes for a Catholic uh, revival, or at least a relaxation of the very cruel anti-Catholic laws of Elizabeth's reign. This was not to be. And to make a complicated story short, on November the 5th, we're now at the beginning of the um, uh, 18th, uh, sorry, of the 17th century, mm -hmm. where after the reign of Queen Elizabeth, we're in the reign of King James, we have anti-Catholic laws. Uh, what happens is that in 1605, on November the 5th, there seems to have been, but it's shrouded in mystery, a plot to blow up Parliament, led by one Guy Fawkes. Now, we don't really know, was it an artificial plot to frame Catholics? Was it, as seems more likely to me, but I'm not the only historian, there are lots of discussions about this, it seems to me possible the breakaway group of uh, ardent and slightly nutty Catholics decided to do something. It does happen. Yeah. It yeah. does happen. I remember a fanatical Swadison Catholic who tried to stab John Paul at Fatima the year he went to give thanks for his being rescued from the earlier assassination plot of the year before. Do you remember? Yeah. A, 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 a weird priest from a breakaway Lefebvreist sect. Yeah. He stabbed him. I mean, it does happen. Sure. You know, people do things. Yeah. So it's possible it was a breakaway group. Anyway, they were captured. It is said that gunpowder was found in Parliament and Guy Fawkes was cruelly tortured on the rack and executed. He was not burned, he was executed, hanging, drawing and quartering, hmm. but the tradition became that you made a, a mock guy making a body out of a sort of scarecrow body, and you burned it on your bonfire. Huh. And bonfire night became known as Guy Fawkes Night. When I was a little girl, we celebrated Guy Fawkes, we made a guy, um, he took some weeks to make, old pyjamas stuffed with scrunched up newspaper or whatever, you bought a mask, and he slumped in the corner of the room when you were doing your homework, and you went on to, you, know, <laughs> you made his hands with, you know, and did he move? Oh, he was scary. One glorious year when we were teenagers, <laughs> we tapped him on the loo, and that was wonderful, you know. <laughs> 
and you invited the neighbours, and Daddy set off fireworks, and you know, I mean, yeah. it was enormous fun. Sure. I had no idea it was anti-Catholic. We were our, uh, a Catholic family, yeah. and our faith is at the core of our hearts and our lives. Uh, but we just saw this as somebody tried to blow up Parliament, and that's a wicked thing to do. Was that the beginning of burning did... an effigy? Yes, burning an effigy, because I know, I remember people telling me uh, in the 60s and 70s that, for example... Um, at the end of the Second World War, for a couple of years, people burnt Hitler, you know. Yeah. But, yes, now it does have to be said that in the 17th century, uh, and I think well into the 18th and 19th, people uh, burned an effigy of the Pope, because, you know, Guy Fawkes was Catholic, we're yeah. all anti-Catholic. But this, this is all history. There is one village or town, Lewis, in Sussex, where some... Protestants were burned alive in, in Queen Mary's reign, and they used to burn an effigy of the Pope, and I'm guessing they won't do it this year. They haven't done it for some years. It, it, it's just, it just wouldn't fit with the way people are today. Yeah. They would say it's not today's Pope, it's the one of the 18th century, the 17th century, whatever. But if, <laughs> I think they just have lots of bonfires and fun, and yeah. the days when they would try to attack a Catholic church, and that, it's, that's just not what we're doing in 2021 at all. So he's not yeah, remembered... Well, with this confusion. But, so he's not Sorry. remembered as uh, the biggest terrorist uh, in British history or something like that? No, but he was at one time. I really must emphasize okay. that in a different era, in the middle of the 19th century... That would still have been, isn't that terrible, you know? Yeah. And uh, th there is some evidence that some Catholics um, really had a horrid time that evening. And, you know, tribal uh, racial ideas could be ignited, to use the wrong word. Mm -hmm. And there was a fear that, you know, bricks would be thrown through the window of a Catholic church and so on. And I think that was still happening. John Henry Newman, uh, who you've mentioned, our, our, our great hero, yeah. um, he, he outlined in a series of lectures um, some of the very considerable anti-Catholic prejudice that was still there. And we're, we're now in the reign of Queen Victoria. Um, you know, all of that was very prevalent. But in my lifetime and in the years preceding it, you know, two world wars, the social revolution of the 60s, in the 21st century, uh, no, most children don't, don't even really know about Guy Fawkes. They know more about Halloween. Uh, mm. I mean, I'm glad that the old anti-Catholic thing has gone, and, you know, it absolutely has. On the other hand, I'm slightly sad that the firework tradition seems to have gone with it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. And a lot of people now set off fireworks on New Year's Eve, for all sorts of obvious reasons. And that's because they do it on the continent, uh, mainland Europe. And certainly when, when my husband was a soldier and we lived in Germany for some years and, you know, we set off fireworks on New Year's Eve and we brought that tradition back without planning to. Yeah. It, it sort of became something that we found we wanted to do on New Year's Eve. Yeah. And then at the millennium, 2000 and then 1999, 2000 and what, well, woo let's set off fireworks. I'm guessing you did in America too. So, you know, Guy yeah. Fawkes and Firework Night is different. However, we will set off fireworks here. <laughs> um, definitely, and it will echo with all my happiest childhood memories. Oh, you ate hot sausages, you had potatoes baked in the ashes of the bonfire, you had baked beans. I mean, it was all terribly thrilling. Yeah, yeah. And in a rather different Britain, when excitements, I mean, you know, pre-video, pre-24-hour television, pre-holidays abroad, 
bonfire night. We looked forward to it for weeks yeah, and weeks, it, and a great deal of work went into it. It's it's frustrating uh, because many events from history uh, are being neglected. I mean, there's, there's time rolls on, and we forget the origins uh, of some of these yes. practices. And I, I always, uh, I like history, and I like the preservation of memory, even if I don't especially like the memory itself. I like the idea that it's something we should remember together. Uh, you know, the misunderstood legacy of Guy Fawkes or whatever. Yeah. Yes, I think that's true. And certainly, as I've indicated, in my childhood and I think in my parents' childhood in the 20th century, it absolutely wasn't, for most of us, in any way seen as an anti-Catholic thing. Having said that, it is kind of pleasing that, the, that, it, that it wasn't. And now the mood among historians is to say that Catholic England was actually rather successful. I mean, you think, you know, all those glorious cathedrals and the foundation of Oxford and Cambridge and so on. And the idea that the Reformation saved us from uh, superstition is now discredited. Yeah. And obviously, as a Catholic, yeah. I think that's accurate. I feel slightly sorry for Protestants, actually, because in 1970, Pope Paul VI, of, of blessed memory, canonized our Catholic English martyrs, 40 of them. And so we have a lot of schools and churches and organizations and so on named after them. Uh, the Protestants burned under Maria largely forgotten. Yeah. And nowadays yeah. people know Catholics are persecuted. I'm glad they do. I'm, I'm very glad. But the balance has shifted in the opposite direction. And very we now have a, you know, so we're in a different era. Yeah. And I'm glad about that. <laughs> but I, I'm slightly sorry that somewhere along the line. Well, Joanna, thank uh, you. We're, we're actually losing all our history. Yeah. Mm. Thank you so much. Wonderful talking with you again. And uh, let's Great do it talk. again soon. Yes, only again. Cheers. Okay. Joanna Bogle, uh, journalist in the United Kingdom. Love talking to her.